ABCs of health. A. A is for almonds, no more than a mama bird feeding her young. My mother would chew them up first and then, bit by bit, put the mush in her mouth. B. B is for Bach, a Welsh physician who believed that the heart of all disease stemmed from an emotional imbalance. Alexa Smart, a flower remedy practitioner, recently shared a piece of Dr. Bach's book, Heal Thyself, from 1931. We must realize that the short passage on this earth, which we know is life, is but a moment in the course of our evolution. Our intuition tells us that birth was infinitely far from our ending. Our souls, which are really we, are immortal, and the bodies of which we are conscious are temporary, merely as horses we ride to go on a journey, or instruments we use to do a piece of work. Like part of lore throughout my childhood, my mother kept a kit of his 38 flower remedies, soothing our emotions by dousing them with beauty. C. C is for courage, not the quiet kind. Nothing about my mother was ever quiet. If I wasn't mortified, then I was in awe. The kind that stood up and declared, I have all the tools I need to care for my child. Don't look at me like that, for I know them better than you do. D. D is for doctors, the ones who'd wag their finger and tell her, a woman and a mother, to stop questioning them, even though she was just asking questions. It's different. About putting her daughter on birth control at 14 for cramps, with unknown long-term consequences, or recommending Accutane for teenage acne, a prescription with a toxic amount of vitamin A that taxed the liver with bloody side effects. E. E is for Alana, one of her many chosen names, though it's the one I knew her as, the one she died as. Spanish in origin like my gypsy mother, in Hebrew it means tree, bright, shining, beautiful torchlight in Greek. She treated identity like it was transient, and her vision her muse. With each new version of herself, she'd transform into a vibrant character of who she desired to possess. Let me call her by her names. Diane Sue Roberts, Dahlia Renaissance, Gopan Waterbrook, Alana Sheffrin, Mom. F. F is for fierce or freedom or fuck you. Same, same. She thought she was smarter, smarter than most. Forgive me, I wasn't raised to follow the rules. Forgive me while I skip ahead. H. H is for homeopathics. Dr. Hanniman, a German physician, believed like cures like, and that dilution increases potency in which giving the person a small amount of the substance, which causes the disease, will stimulate the body to heal itself. Only the energetic property of the mineral, plant, or animal is left, which she believed spoke the same language of our own energetic bodies and provided her an effective tool for the highly sensitive nature of our health. I, I is for intuition. Though she didn't call it a mother's gift, she called it a birthright. She pushed against the part where we're trained to give our thinking minds away, our bodies away, our authority away, away. L, L is for love. There are a million ways to say I love you. I try to do what E. Cummings did. I carry your heart with me. I carry it in my heart. The fear quiets. 
the power arises, the knowing embodies, perhaps her greatest contribution to our being and health she loved. Breath. Under her umbrella, I experienced scary things, but she opened with the sun each day and closed with the moon, her purple reach, her rooted veins. She dispersed the fear. It pinged off her back, soaked into the earth, remixed it until it became something else. Trying to find a cause of my acne at 14, I took a simple finger prick blood test for food allergies. At the time, there were only a handful of things I was sensitive to. The two S's I most remember, sulfites and shellfish. I had been raised a vegetarian. I didn't consume either very often. I didn't even know sulfites was a thing. It's in wine, you say? Well, the sip or two I had had in my 14 years were benign, but mostly my shoulder shrug was her. With my umbrella next to me, I was safe. The years passed. She supported me so not realizing, even if I didn't call on her, the umbrella, she was still a powerful shield. I forgot about the test, the passing thought no more than a suggestion, not understanding as the years built on top of the other, that finger prick predicted my future. College came, I left her reach, my umbrella waned, it was the natural next step to separate, I thought I was ready, I couldn't wait, until I realized once I arrived, Everything would get harder. My environment changed, my diet and emotions, and my sensitivity wasn't a match with my experience. The sun rose and the moon set, but my safety, my safety came in uneasy spurts. By 19, I became sick, hypothyroidism and hypoglycemia, and I was never enough. By 20, my immune system started reacting or overreacting, or is there a difference? histamine responses, and painful periods. By 21, during a summer semester in Italy, my body bloated and inflamed. My acne came back. By 22, during a beach trip with Tom at an expensive Italian restaurant, I had red wine and shrimp cocktail with tartar sauce, a trifecta of allergens, and I couldn't breathe. It would happen again after a cured meat sub or with a mixed drink or once with an overly tannic plum. And again, at another expensive Italian place, they made a mistake and served me lobster ravioli instead of the cheese I had ordered. This time, my umbrella had moved across the country. It only took one bite. This time was worse than all the other times. Like a block in my sinuses, my breath hit a wall. I haven't felt safe eating out since. I called my umbrella, but the phone wasn't the same. I needed her shelter and comfort. I needed her to take my fear, mix it with the earth force it to turn into something else. As if it was ever a choice, I moved to be near her. But when we arrived, my umbrella was sick. I knew she was sick, but I was also sick. My health depended on her health. I reacted and reacted and reacted. I stopped trusting the world and me in it. After herb bread dipped in oil and vinegar, after handling hot peppers for dinner, after some peanut butter, after this teriyaki tofu that didn't list anything I should have been allergic to, I couldn't breathe. I couldn't breathe. It seemed random, unknowable, because so much of life wasn't the individual thing. It was the combination of ingredients I couldn't process. After some chicken I had roasted for us, I couldn't breathe. We were in my kitchen versus hers. It used to be fun. 
I pushed the cart behind her at our local Publix. By the time I was 15, she started needing animal protein for her health. Before organic and pasteurized was a thing, she'd get a half a rotisserie. I'd eat the white meat at the breakfast bar while she'd stand at the kitchen sink and she'd eat the dark. It was our thing we did together. But some 12 years later, it wasn't fun anymore, her sitting at my breakfast bar eating the dark meat and me standing behind the stove eating the white because neither animal protein nor I could save her. There was nothing to be done. My umbrella didn't have the breath she once did. I didn't feel her grace and courage, her presence uprooted, her will no longer stronger than my fear. She was dying, and yet, to calm me down, she promised. I'll be alive for your births. I'll be here long enough to meet your babies. And she was, and she did. As our planet became ill, so did I, and our food supply sick, so did I and our environment suffocated from all the chemicals used to prevent the natural rhythm of death and rebirth. So did I, so did I. And my umbrella, her purple color became sun bleached, her material turned brittle. I stopped eating a lot of things, even things I had never reacted to, but knew others had like the next generation of children with deadly food allergies in the news. No matter that I was 20 something, what if I was that child? What if? I too died. I was meant to listen to my body, the body I'd been taught to stop listening to, the control and restriction and all or nothing I had learned in childhood. I used it, but not in health. I used it in fear that my next bite would be my ruin. It sounded like it was all in my head because some of it was, and some of it wasn't. The gut is often called the second brain. And what about the heart? Let's not forget the heart of me. I tried to open her, but her prongs were bent. I tried to open her, but her hinges had rusted shut. Food reaction caused anxiety. Anxiety could also cause a food reaction. I never knew which was right. All I did know was that I was never meant to go at this life alone. I called out for my umbrella, and she was no longer there, and there was no one else either. No one to hold my fear, let it flow down into the soil, form roots into the earth who mixed it, redistributed the energy, molded it into something new. With my umbrella gone, there were many days where it felt like I'd be gone too. It wasn't about the food, except sometimes it was. I'm Jasmine Rasmussen, author and narrator of Saved, a memoir on purpose. Join me weekly for an oral telling of my novel, written in verse and prose, broken into short, digestible episodes. I'll guide you through my journey back to self. Click the link below to subscribe or go to jasmineleahrasmussen.substack.com to find out more.